Get ready for the new Dan Fogler 4D Experience Podcast. You will enjoy yourself. Wendy McClendon Cobby. Wendy McClendon Cobby. <laughs> how are you doing? I think this is how we need to do this interview. I think absolutely. <laughs> you know what's crazy is, are you psychic because, or are you always singing your name because? Um, I was going to say your name when you, when you came on. I can't help Really? I yeah, I was going to do well, I was going to do a whole thing. When well, then in that case, over. yes, I am psychic. I so am. No, I, are, you, are you always singing your name? <laughs> I do. I don't know why that is, it's but it, it just thing. seems like the right thing to do, Dan. I don't know. Yeah. No, you should definitely have a song. You should definitely have a song written that is kind of like a, you know how like Paul Bunyan has a song that's like Paul oh, or like or like uh, who was it? The uh, you know like a tall tale like Wendy McLendon Kobe. Yeah. They walk the earth like a giant and she like so many amazing with her axe hand. I don't know. I, I feel like it's like a so who's the. Uh, <laughs> Davy Crockett. Davy Crockett. Davy Crockett, yes. Wendy McClendon Covey. She wore a coonskin cap. That's it. Um, so we're recording. So thank God we're recording. because. Uh, well, thank goodness. You don't want to miss that gold. <laughs> Welcome to the uh, Dan Fogler 40 Experience Podcast. Thank you um, so much for having me. I know you're honored. You're so honored. I um, am. <laughs> Where are you right now? Are you in LA? Obviously. No, I'm in I am in Long Beach, California. Oh, okay. which is where I live. Yes, and uh, I'm on hiatus right now from that show I do that you know a little something about, and uh, yeah. I'm loving it. I'm here till after Thanksgiving. Ooh, that sounds delightful. Right? You, you just do it. Are you just chilling? You're just doing nothing. You're like, I don't have to memorize what it says. Yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. I'm sleeping yeah. late till like seven in the morning. You know what I mean? Oh. Uh, like really, really, just taking that time. <laughs> Is this the, uh, so that you know that show that we do? That uh-huh. one. Okay, so this is <laughs> is this season eleven? Is that what it is? No, it's season ten. But I like your energy. It could go. <laughs> it could go that way. <laughs> is it okay? I thought it was season eleven already. Wait, is there going to be a season eleven? We don't know. We're not sure yet. It's, yeah, it's a little too early to to say that, but you know, it could go that way. Wow. And and yeah. uh, do you and are you are you like getting to the end of the marathon? Just being like, all right, I'd like to do something else now, or are you just like, fuck it, I want to do this forever. You know, for my storylines have kind of changed this season, so I've gotten a whole new. My whole thing has just been reinvigorated. 
because, you know, Beverly's going to start having crushes on people and she's got a new grandbaby and all these things. And, you know, this is, this is fun for me because I will never be a grandma. You know, I have no kids. So it's like, I'm, I'm kind of playing something that will never happen in real life. So it's fun for me. Having said that, look, it's 10 years we've been doing this. This is the longest job I've ever had in show business, you know, and it doesn't happen like this anymore. So we're very lucky. We're very, very lucky. And we have nice long hiatuses. So I'm able to do other things, but it's like, I would like to start doing some dramas, you know? Yeah. I was going to ask you, I was like, after 10 years of louder, faster, funnier, it might be nice to do the exact opposite, right? Exactly. Exactly. And just just tell different stories. What do you got lined up? Anything or you're just... uh, You know what? I do. I... Oh... Dan, I wish I could tell you exactly what it is that I have lined up, but I'll give you a hint. It's a crime thing from someone, from a lady that just snapped. She was a model employee and she just snapped and took off with a prisoner, but I can't say anything else. You might be able to figure out who it is, but we'll be announcing it soon and it's like juicy 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 and i can't wait to do it so you so you have, that sounds really very intriguing based on a true story it's a true story right right it's a true That's story true. yeah i like it when people do bad things but for good reasons yeah, or at least yeah, what yeah. they think is a good reason, not a malicious reason. Oh, it's going to be juicy. I can't wait to tell you what it is. When do they announce it? Um, I think as soon as we have a director attached. Yeah. But right now the script is being written. We're we're set to film it in March. And um, yeah. Whoa. Right. Yeah. Do you have your own? Do you have a like a production company, or are you like writing your own stuff and developing your own your own projects? You know, I am developing my own stuff. I haven't done that paperwork thing of like filing my own production company papers and all that yet. Cause I was waiting to like actually have something on my slate before I do that. But yeah, I'm always looking to develop stuff. I love telling a good story and I like comfort viewing. Okay. I'm always looking for like, what is something that could be on the air for a long time that people will watch forever? Like mm-hmm. Seinfeld. You know, Seinfeld or Cheers or, you know, those are those are things that I watch all the way through. And then when they're done, I just pick right back up with season one, episode one. You know what I mean? I love Lucy, the Golden Girls, like something like that is always on at my house. Would you do would you do live in front of a studio audience? I would. That's almost I would. live in front of a studio. I would love to do that, too. I, I, I yeah. do it once. And I and I did a pilot. I was like, "This is fun, man!" Like, it's it, yeah. Because if you, because you probably you like doing live stuff, like the ground and all that. And, that. Yeah, and I used to be on a show called um, Rules of Engagement. It it started oh. out as like a one a one off thing, and then they brought me back like twelve times, and I loved it. It's so energizing to have that audience there. What kind of a what kind of live in front of a studio audience multicam show would you create for yourself if you could? 
Oh, gosh. I, you know, I'm fascinated with cruise ships and I'm fascinated with the people that work on them, you know, because that is not fun. And I remember when I, when I was pursuing dance, everybody was like, oh, I, I, you know, the Disney cruise ship auditions are happening and, oh, you know, you get a year long contract and you don't have to pay rent and it's all, I mean, you can save all this money. And then you talk to those people later and they're like, oh my God, get me off that fucking ship. I can't be on a ship anymore. Like, I mean, <laughs> so what if it's a cruise ship that's like lost its sea? I guess like, oh like, my like, God. But they're like just constantly drifting. It's kind of sci-fi. It's like, you know, they're constantly drifting, but they, they can't get off the boat. It's just they're constantly on the boat. That is so funny. Or if like like the cruise ships in COVID, like they're docked and you can see them and they can see right. the land, but they can't get to it. Oh, yeah. You give them all some kind of. Strength. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Dan, Dan, are you going to do this with me? Are you going to do this with me? I think we're on to something. (laughs) If it starts, the gears start, and the train is in motion, I will jump on the train. Absolutely. All right. I love it. I love it. We're going to make hundreds of dollars. Exactly. At least. Uh, It's a we, I think that, uh, okay, so you, you're a young you, and you're in California, and you're sitting there, and you're like, God damn it, I want to be an actor. And I, I did some reading up, and it was, you had, it was hard for you to get a, uh, it was hard for you to get, like, a representation, and, and at that point, were you just like, did you have, like, one path you wanted to go down, or were you like, I can do drama, I can do comedy, I can do dance. I'm just going to see, you know, I'm just going to try everything and see what sticks. Like, it, it like what, you know what? what? The first, yeah. Yes. That was my first thing. When I was young and did not know what was going on and had zero support. And I was living with my mom and dad and they were like, you are not doing this. I'm sorry. That's embarrassing wow. to the family. You are not doing this. So I would have to sneak <laughs> off to... <laughs> I would have to sneak off to auditions and stuff. And at that point I was just looking in the trade papers for things. And sometimes I would get an audition and I'd show up at the address and it looked sketchy. So I would just drive right past. What would your parents do with that? They were just all, oh, we are ashamed of you. Like, like why were they? Uh, <laughs> well, you know, when you try to do something that's outside of someone else's comfort zone, you know, they're going to weigh in on it. And my parents were and still are very religious and they had no frame of reference for this. They really thought that I was just going to, you know, get married really young, have kids and live, you know, within a 10 mile radius. Well, I still live within a 10 mile radius of them, but I think it's worked out and I'm not a prostitute, but that's basically what they thought my whole thing was was like oh my god what are you doing and in fact Dan when I got Reno 911 they saw the first episode and my mother wrote me a nasty gram she wrote me this very mean letter and so did my grandpa (laughs) 
they wrote me letters telling me how embarrassed they were that I was doing this and how I was raised better than that and all this stuff. And it was like, <laughs> you don't get to do that to me. I'm sorry to laugh. It's just, I don't know if it's the delivery, but the idea of your, your grandpa just say like, hey, yes. how are you doing? And you're, and you're, I know. And you're doing things. We raised you, man. That's crazy to me. I mean, it's not crazy I know. to me. It's just, it, it just makes it sound like, God damn it. You, you were just like, what? You, you were probably like, what do I have to do? Like, what the hell? Yeah. Oh, exactly. God. And the whole thing was like, you guys, everyone knows it's a TV show. This is not me smoking pot. This is the character. This is not me who's a slut. It's the character. Like, come on. Everybody knows what's real and what's not. Maybe you don't, and that upsets me, but whatever. I think everybody else does. Anyway, it turned out to be fine, but it was like not, it was very tense. This has got to be so difficult. Like, I had I had support, you know. I can only assume you were like, I'm, I'm going to prove you wrong. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. And now, you know, they're thrilled and very proud and like, okay, we were, we were totally wrong. They uh, admitted to that. They had like, a yes, they, yes, they did. Huh. Yes, they cool. did. And uh, it's been, you know, smooth sailing since then, but yeah, they just really hated that show. What was the tipping point though? Which, which show? Yeah. They hated Reno 911. They just hated it. <laughs> so I said, well, it's really easy not to watch it. You know, you don't have to watch it. No one's making you tune in. But then I started doing other things. And, you know, I've got a big resume and they, they love like, oh, that Santa Claus movie you did with those dogs. That was adorable. Yeah. You know, or <laughs> anything that I've done, you know, for kids or they love the Goldbergs. Hated bridesmaids, um, loved rules of engagement, you know, and I, I tell them, well, a lot of times I don't tell them when I have something coming out. I just try to change the subject. Right. You know, bridesmaids did incredibly well. I mean, it was like, it was like a huge (laughs) movie and they were just like, no. Yeah, it did well. But, you know, I knew my mom was not going to like it. There's, you know, sex and cussing and all these things. And I told them, I said, don't go see it. You will not like it. So what did they do? Opening day, they went and saw it. And my mom felt like she had to say something about it. So she said, well, we went and saw that movie. And people, they showed up to have a good time. And they sure did. And that was it. It was like, I I didn't need any of that. Did they ever come? Did they ever come to you at the ground? They did. They did. And and some of that, they were like, "Oh my god, what did you just say?" And then other times, they were like, "Wow, that was great." You know. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So they they were proud about that. They were like, "Okay, I okay, this is not something that just everybody can do." All right. 
But yeah, you know, it it took a while. So for any of your listeners out there who are trying to get into a creative field and and don't uh, have that support from the people around them, just just keep going. Just smile and say, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, and just keep going. Because you know better than they do. Yeah. I mean, you have to, if you get into this business, if you get into this business, I tell people, you have to be in it till the end, you know, no matter what. So that's the part. It's just what you're in it, you know. It's um, Mm -hmm. the, uh, okay, so, you know, Liz Feldman, she's a good friend of mine. She's at Groundlings. I don't know if you guys crossed paths, but she's a Yes, and I I remember that you, um, you told me that you guys were friends and I said, Oh my God, you must've been the funniest kids in the class. Like yeah, you must've been, crazy. Oh my gosh. What a pair. Yeah. we. You two must've just made school so much fun. Well, we were in one class together and they, they were like, they can never be in a class together again. Um, <laughs> and um, because it was, it was just ridiculous. We had this math mm-hmm. teacher. Anytime, anytime I was sat at the front of the class, and Lizzie was sat a couple rows back. And anytime this teacher turned around, I would turn and make some ridiculous, like weird face at Lizzie and crack her up, and then spin around like I wasn't doing anything. It, 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 we would just get in trouble all day long, and it was like, oh my oh, god, we we get each other out of classes, we'd sneak each other out. It was good stuff. Did you ever get to do anything with her? Did you ever, were, were any uh, guesses with her? Yeah, we were in the Sunday company together. Oh, great. And yeah, um, for, for your audience, the Sunday company at the Groundlings is kind of like the farm team to getting into the big company. So every Sunday until they vote you out, you're, performing a completely different show. You're writing constantly. You're buying wigs and costumes constantly. It's a grind. It's a real grind. And it takes a lot of, well, it takes a lot of money and time (laughs) and fortitude to keep up with it. And I remember Liz and I, we wrote some stuff and I don't think anything was, you know, a big hit that we wrote together. Because sometimes you write with people and it's just okay. And then you write with other people and it's like, wow, you know, right. But she's incredible. Like she's someone that can write long form and is really good with structure. And I mean, listen, the proof is in the pudding. Her show dead to me is a masterpiece. Yeah. The next season's coming out and uh, Uh yeah. So proud of her, man. Like it's crazy. Yeah. I've known her since um, since we're like fourteen. It's it's pretty wild. Yeah, um, it's crazy. Okay. And I know she did stand up for a while and like we were all yeah. broke together when we were at the growling. So it's like incredible to yeah. see someone like absolutely rocket ship. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It was just like out of that whole thing. And like, she's an Emmy winner for God's sake. 
She won multiple awards for her writing. She's phenomenal. Oh yeah, yeah. And you you met a lot of people at at the Groundlings, right? Um, wasn't Kristen Wiig there? Who else was there? There were a lot. Of yeah, I I had a kind of an incredible you know bunch of people around me. Jim Rash, Nat Faxon. Right who won Oscars for that Alexander Payne movie, The Descendants. Melissa McCarthy was there. Maya Rudolph was there. But then she got snapped up pretty quick for Saturday Night Live. Let's see. Michaela Watkins, Mikey Day. I love that you made these friends that that you like to work with at the Groundlings, and then later you make gigantic movies together. It's like... I mean, it's uh, crazy. It's wonderful to do it like that because you're working with friends, yeah. you know, that's the way to do it. That's the, that's how you do it. Yeah. You're working with friends and you're, you're doing stuff that makes you laugh and yeah. you're like, okay, well I'm not crazy. So if I think this is funny. Someone else is going to think it's funny. Right. And you, you just do things for the pure joy of doing it. And I think that's the key to life. Like, Entertain yourself. What what feels authentic to you? What feels fun to you? And the right people will jump on board, you know? Yeah, I always found that like that's that's when the universe smiled on me mm-hmm. uh, every time is, is when I was just doing something for the love of the game, mm-hmm. doing something with my friends and I didn't care if anyone ever saw it, you know. And it was just for the joy of it. And, um, well, we cared a little when someone saw it, but it was just for like made stuff that we, that we would want to watch. And that's when the universe is exactly. like, yeah, yeah, this is what it's all about. And that's just, you know, you build it, say it will come kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's incredibly important when you're first starting out, instead of just yeah. waiting for everyone else to validate you, do your own thing at first. You know, when you're trying to get discovered or whatever, do your own thing and people will find you if you're on the right track. And if you're not, you'll figure that out really quickly. Did you ever do stand-up comedy at all? No, I never did. Did you? I did. I tried it maybe three, four years. And then I was like, uh, I'm going to go into improv. Yeah, I, I did it to get a manager. You know, I was like, oh, ah. and that's how I got my first manager. And yeah, my stand-up was basically just like seeing how many characters I can squeeze into, you know, five minutes, basically. So it's like switching channels, you know, watching. Oh. Yeah, that's what I did. And I think if I stuck with it, I think it could have been good. Yeah. It was really lonely. Like I needed a team. I needed I needed people right. to work with, you know, apprentices and and. Oh, brilliant. Right. My. Yeah, that's where I met my original crew. You know? And then did yeah. you did you have like a, an improv team or a, yeah. did you have like a kids in the hall thing going on? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, 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 we had, I had these guys that, I, that we formed a team and we called ourselves uh, the Could Be Brothers because everybody looked like everybody <laughs> else. It was just like, it was like we all looked like cousins <laughs> or something. And uh, so we <laughs> and then and then when upper artists brigade got a little uptight citizens brigade and we, we got out of there we started <laughs> we just started doing our own thing and like making our own movies and making our own sketches and 
I still do stuff with those guys. Um, mm-hmm. and, but we're probably going to, sh- we'll probably shoot a movie, uh, soon. Um, oh, and I love yeah. that. Yeah, that was, that was, um, yeah, that is so important to find your people, you know, who you can generate mm-hmm. ideas with. Yeah. Okay. So, um, do you want to know what your name is? You don't want to know the, the your name is already a poem. Wendy McClendon Kobe. But if you're, <laughs> but, you're but the the meaning of your name is like a haiku that you so like individual, individual word has like the meaning. So so check this out. If, do you want to hear it? Or you just, I do. I'm fascinated. Okay. So. Yeah, your your name is a, is a little poem. Uh, mm. Wendy with an I means you ever you never looked this up? You don't know. No, no, I really don't know. Wendy means fair, blessed ring. Fair, blessed ring. Okay. Ah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> McClendon huh. means McClendon means white. White. <laughs> okay. Okay. Kobe. <laughs> Kobe means brood of birds. So your entire yes. is fair, blessed ring, white brood of birds. Oh my God! I feel so and heard that resonates with me so much I can't even tell you because because you've seen me and I'm very pale I cannot get a tan so that wow I'm almost I'm on the verge of tears You've nailed it so so hard. <laughs> that is, uh, yeah. Thank yeah. you for that research. Yeah, I like to do that. I made that a part of my podcast where I find the poetry in people's names, you know. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, gosh. Yeah. I wonder how I can alchemize this information. Um, yeah. Like I'm going to find my higher be... self. So, I think you could. I would. I, you could make like a a piece of jewelry that is a ring. That um, oh my god is is made out of uh, a brood of white birds or something. I um. I, I don't know. Oh my god! You know what? I'm I'm gonna have a mural painted. That's magnificent. Yes. Oh, of course. Of course, on the side of my car. (laughs) Okay. Oh. So so you're you're Libra. Ten ten, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a Libra ten twenty. My wife and I got married on ten ten ten. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I know, we can't believe we never had this conversation. That's crazy. I can't um, believe this. 
Well, and happy birthday to you because you just had a birthday. Yes, and happy belated to you. Oh, thank you. That's right. Have you ever had your chart done? Like, really had it done? Oh, fuck yeah. Like my, yeah, hell yeah. My Mm -hmm. astrology chart. Yes. Yeah, I I wasn't too. a believer. Yeah, I wasn't a believer in any of that until I had my my natal chart done, and it was like, oh my god, now I make sense to myself. Huh? Yeah. You went to like a, went to like a special uh, astrologist, and they yes, yes, yes. So what is? What did they say that I'm fascinated with this stuff? Because I've been to, my wife and I went to an astrologist. This person was so fucking spot on. Yeah. I was just like, and, and, and we recorded it. So we were able to mm. listen back to this. We were listening back to the session and it, we would just be like, oh my God. Like she had, she was spot on for the first part of the year. And then we went back and listened to the recording and then we just like, Anytime that we needed a heads up, we'd listen to her recording and we would know what was coming. It was pretty wild. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? You know, it's just nice to have a little heads up on like what conditions will be like, because obviously we yeah. all have free will. So, so things are not, you know, always guaranteed, but it is nice to know that, you know, like what the conditions are in certain areas. So you can kind of feel like you have a sense of control over something but my chart is very interesting in that I have like seven planets in my second house and that's called a stellium but that's um that's a lot of planets to have in one house so for me it's like I'm tootling along in life and then all of a sudden I feel like I've been hit by so many blessings or I feel like I've been hit by a whole bunch of different cars, you know, because so, there's just so much happening in one house. Um, so that's interesting. And that explained a lot when I learned that, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. I have a very similar, I got a similar thing going on. Very, I, I can't, I got to look at it, but it's like very heavy where there's like a lot of like, like tons of activity and then it's just kind of very floaty, very chill. Uh, and then things just get insane with all of these different planets. So, um, I got to look at my chart, but uh, this, well, I, if you, if you're interested, I'll get you in touch with her. She was on like, uh, I think she was on all the talk shows. She was like on Oprah. Oh uh, yeah. If you're interested, if you're interested I'll, I'll get your, her name. Cause she was. So yeah, excited. please. So were you into all that? Like besides astrology, like, um, other like paranormal stuff, like, do you believe in ghosts and stuff like that? And you know, I <laughs> it sounds so stupid to say. Yes, I believe what? in ghosts. But um <laughs> I yeah, I'm I'm into the woo woo. Yeah. I'm into the woo woo. And I believe that there are, you know, spirits that haven't crossed over or need some help, you know, yeah. getting there. And yet I'm still a skeptic about a lot of those things. It's just that when I see it proven to me you can't deny it. Like if you've ever been to new Orleans, you can't say that there aren't tons of spirits right. in that city. Yeah, you just can't say it. You feel them everywhere. Oh yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. absolutely. Atlanta, New York. There's, there's, yes. there's several, 
had several hotels in uh, in London. Extremely haunted. Oh um, God! Yeah, you can't deny that. I have this, so we. I guess we wandered into the section of my podcast where I, I call uh, "Tales from Beyond the Veil," and uh, mm. I always talk with. I always talk with um, the artists on my podcast. All those who are like right brain, you know, individuals, they always have some kind of story of the paranormal. Man, it's just like yeah, we are ma- magnets for this kind of stuff, and maybe it's because yeah. we're still in touch. Still in touch with our imaginations and our childlike um, skills. Also, because we're in touch with our emotions, and a lot of these things are energy, you know, vibration, magnetic, electromagnetic, where some of these entities are just drawn to people who are, I don't know, open to it. Yeah, no, that's very true. That's very, very true. And they, you know, they, they go towards the light, you know? Yeah. And if you are the light, then, yeah. I've had many, many, many uh, occurrences, ghostly and uh, whatnot. Anyway, I, I, you know, is there anything, is there other stories that pop up in your head that happened recently where you're just like, whoa, this, this crazy thing happened? Yeah, you, you mentioned Atlanta. Yeah. And I was filming a movie there in like, oh God, what was it? Probably 2018. I did two films back to back in Atlanta and it was like, get me out of here because they just wouldn't end. And because I was staying at a hotel that was haunted and the room I was in was so depressing. Like you could feel there was a horrible, heavy energy in this room and I wanted to cry every time I was in it. So I would try to just get out of my room every time I could, Um, you know, just go for walks and just be out of the room and things would happen. Like I would wake up in the morning and all my cupboards in my kitchen were open or, you know, including the stove. Like I didn't come on. I didn't do that. Or the big heavy door to my room would be open. And it was like, come on, I know I didn't do that. You know, but there was just this sense of heaviness and ickiness. And and then in other, I switched rooms a couple of times. um, And in some of the other rooms, you didn't feel that at all. You know, so I don't know. It, did, that was. Did they know? Usually they know, like, oh yeah, someone had a weird thing in that room. Or, yeah, I think they know, know, but there's only there's only so much that they're gonna do because it's like, well, we gotta we gotta rent this thing out. And a lot of people don't feel it or don't know how to, uh, don't want to believe that that's what it is. But oh, what was the name of this stupid hotel? It's an old one too, so it's not like oh, the Georgian Terrace. Did you ever have to stay there? No. Yeah. No, thank God. But yeah, it's, it's an old one. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of ghosts there. A lot of civil war, you know, activity still going on. Oh there. yeah. Um, a friend of mine lives in an old civil war ho- hospital. <laughs> it, it was converted into apartments. 
so, you know, every, obviously there was a morgue there and, you know, I'm sure the apartments are really cool, but yeah, this, this building has a history and there's ghosts all the time and people are, you know, they just, yeah, okay, there it is. They all get along, but it's weird because you see, like, you just can't deny this stuff. Like when you're walking through the hall and you feel somebody hip checks you and you go crashing into the, the wall, like, you can't deny that. That happened. Holy shit. You've been hip checked by a ghost? No, I, I'm saying that my, my friend was in his little oh. ex hospital that he lives in. Some people just will not, will not believe that that's a thing, but it is. Yeah. No, it's a thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I believe it all hard. I've seen too much stuff. I've felt too much stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen all sorts of shit. I'm gonna wrap this up in a second, but I just I have to ask you about you work with Robin Williams in Merry Friggin' Christmas. Is that yeah, what is that? I, I mean, he's my favorite. How, how is that? What the hell? Oh, god. Well, first of all, such a fun movie to work on, but such a disappointing thing to watch. It just, okay. it was such a funny <laughs> script and it just ended up not being a funny movie. But I was struck by how um, calm he was and mild mannered and just and a little bit shy when oh, we first met yeah. him. But then as the weeks would go on and he would see what made you laugh, he'd keep doing it. Okay. So I had this little boy that was playing my son and this kid just was on me all the time. He was a funny little dude. And he had the after lunch farts. All right. This is like a three year old. (laughs) And he's just farting up a storm. And I had said something to Robin, like, oh my God, this kid's sitting in my lap and it's a freaking toxic nightmare. And so Robin would just sit. sit behind me because I was sitting on the floor. It was like a family gathering in the living room. I'm sitting on the floor with this kid in my lap next to Robin, who's in a rocking chair. And Robin would just go. <laughs> like He would just sit there making fart sounds. And I got the giggles and couldn't stop. You know, it's just dumb things like that. <laughs> but he was really sweet. And a couple of times we improvised and he was like, Okay. All right. Like, oh, you you've done this before type of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah so like yeah. you make Robin Williams laugh, that's a good day. Holy holy shit. Yeah. That's amazing. That's wow, you make Robin Williams laugh. That's like I mean, come on. How you you did improv with Robin Williams and you made it laugh. I mean that's like wow. That's better than any award you could ever win. And like, just the fact that I, yeah, just the fact that I got to even Uh, breathe the same air as him. Yeah. I mean, there there, there are comics out there. There are comics out there that are just like, I was happy just to touch his arm hair. You know? Yeah. Like, near the guy. That's amazing. Yeah. 
never forget that. I, I would just cherish that forever. I, I know. And Candace, Candace Bergen played my mom and Tim Heidecker played my husband. Like there's a lot of good people in this movie. And so why it was so terrible is just like uh, so disappointing, but <laughs> that's yeah, all right. I'm editors. I just blame all the editors. <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> Um, you, you got gold. What are you doing? You're messing it up. Yeah, what are you doing? How did you? How did you suck all the laughs out of this? <laughs> oh, I don't get it. You know, uh, not only are we on, not only did we do the Goldberg together, but we were on Big City Green together. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Dan, did you know how popular that show is? It's pretty popular, man. I had no idea. I had no idea. And the main cast all got to go to New York for some Comic-Con type thing. And I didn't get to go because I was working. But it was a scene. Like it's it's Disney's number one animated show or something like that. I had no idea. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah I'm oh so god. out of the loop on that. So the episode that I did with you, it was the uh, fast food episode. I'm playing some crazy burger clown, and I'm singing uh, like something to the tune of "Be Be Our Guest." I'm just all eat all fries, eat all fries. That's you know, <laughs> ring the bell. <laughs> Oh my God, that that went to you! Oh my goodness, I gotta see this. Yeah, that was that was me. I'm the lunatic I, uh, burger head guy. That's amazing. See, I go in, I do my lines, and then I leave. I have no idea what's yeah. going on outside of that. I never see anybody. It's a very, you know, sometimes with animation. It's it's a very lonely pursuit. Like you're just there. There's no one reading with you. You're just giving a bunch of takes and hoping something sticks. Um, so I am thrilled that you were the one doing that role. I have to see this. Yeah, yeah, you should see oh. it. It's pretty hysterical. When does the the Thanksgiving episode of the Goldbergs come out? It's coming out on oh. Thanksgiving, or no? I think it comes out next week. Holy shit! No. Yeah. What was the response? Yeah. To, uh, was everybody happy that uh, your grandma now? Like, what was the deal? Oh yeah, no. Every from what I understand. Yeah. You know the thing was edited, and everybody was super happy with it because it's a it's a funny episode. I'm sorry, it, you and and your love interest, that oh, special God. lady. I mean, you guys were so funny. No, I know that episode's going to be amazing. But uh, I was wondering what the response response was to uh, the the last one, where the baby's born. Did people dig that one? Like, were they? Yeah. Oh no one of our one of our most loved episodes ever. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Did you get to see it? No, I'm in London. I'm like, how the fuck do I don't have Hulu? I'm like, how Oh, that's right. They don't. You know what? I can send you a link. I'll send you a link to it. Yeah. Because you're going to be in love with yourself. 
<laughs> You're going to be in love with yourself. You're going to kiss the screen. Oh, you want to hear? Yeah, something? no, you're so funny in it. Every time you, every time you show up, I know we don't make it easy for you, but you bring it. You bring it. I love to come on the show, but it does. It it it, it it's tough because yeah, you know, cold, it's like cold for comedy, and those the studios get like a sauna, you know. And I'm like, no, oh, yeah. I'm just sweating my balls. I don't, I don't know how. And here's the other thing. As much as I love the show, I'm, you know, and I don't know how you do it. It's a whole other gear because it's, I come from improv. You come from improv and it's all about getting the line right. You got to get the line yeah. right. And then, and it's just like, well, and, and the lines are sometimes ridiculously uh, acrobatic. Yeah. You know, comedy, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm that you got to fight. Yeah. Oh, and then I know. And yet, and yet you make it look so effortless, Dan. They write some stuff for you that's like, oh my God, no human person talks like this. But you do it as and you make it seem like so natural. As much as I, it drives me crazy, I just, I come back for more. I love, I love yeah. the team. I love working with you guys. I love those. The, those kids who are not kids anymore, man, they're just they're like the, the, the <laughs> taller than I am. That's making me crazy. Um, and uh, so, yeah. Okay. Please send me the link. So excited. I will. Thanksgiving episode now. And yeah. Yeah. I'll send you a link for that when I get it. Great. I love working with you and I just wish you so much uh, joy and luck and, Whatever I, I hope the next endeavor you have uh, with with drama, like I just I can't wait to see you. Just keep on oh. doing more and more and more. You know, you're too sweet, and we are going to work together on something else. I don't know what it's going to oh. be, but I'm manifesting it. Okay, I'm secreting it. I'm going to make a vision board of it. I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm going to bask in your brilliance. I'm thinking of it already. We'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah, I, I already got a couple of things to do with these training. Um, hey, great. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. You're a delight. Of course. My Thanks audience. for having me. Anytime. My audience is going to love this. Have a, have a wonderful rest of your day. You're, you're, yes. you're wonderful. You when too. And love to your show. family. She's fair. She likes white birds and there's birds and she's awfully pale. Okay. It writes itself. My God. All right. All right. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. You're awesome. Okay. Bye.